0: This is your favorite sports podcast on the official Moose's Mulligans website. Trying to make up for it, fires to the end zone, touchdown! Alabama wins. The Crimson Tide will not be denied. Now here's your host, Alex Streisand. Welcome back to Moose's Mulligans for your episode 35 here. I'm your host, Alex Stryzak. You're welcome. Make sure to follow the show at facebook.com slash twitter.com slash moose's mulligans, and our official website's moose's Okay then, so we'll keep in touch. Get all the latest news on the show. Now, uh, at the beginning there we played a sound clip from the unbelievable game between Alabama and Georgia, in case you missed it, for the College Football National Championship. I know. It was just a great back-and-forth game. It had every kind of excitement that you could want, and even more, because a halftime adjustment was the story of this game. And I'm going to digress here for a second. This just showed me why college football is doing better than the NFL. Maybe we could talk about something else. The whole point I wanted to make today on this show about it was that what we finally got to see was how important coaching really is in sports. The most interesting thing about this game that most people thought, I know I thought, was that you know Nick Saban made a call at halftime to switch away from his star quarterback, Jalen Hurts, for a quarterback whose name I definitely cannot pronounce, to a <laughs> exactly, this is, but it was an unbelievable idea. The problem is, you have to answer the question, you have a quarterback that's 25-2 and two in his career, and you bench him at the half of the most important game, it's as crazy as it sounds, but it's as genius as we think it is, because Nick Saban saw this as his best option to win the game, and he took advantage of it. What... He saw that we couldn't see was that he had a mobile quarterback who couldn't throw the ball that was struggling. And then he brings in a quarterback who's better at throwing the ball. And not only that, he can still run the ball a little bit. And, icing on the cake, this quarterback is lefty. So Georgia spent the whole week preparing for a mobile quarterback that's going to roll right the entire day and honestly would rarely throw it. And suddenly they have to deal with a throwing quarterback that when he does roll out still can move, and he's rolling out to the left. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's, it's really genius, and we need, we need to acknowledge that. And he took a huge risk because he would have had a lot of questions to answer if things went completely sideways. But I think Nick Saban proved he's probably the best coach ever in college football, and that's a lot to say. Because in college football, you have to not only coach uh, with a system that college students can understand that are still very young and learning. You also have to be able to prepare for teams across the entire country, and you have to recruit against those teams against the entire country. I, I just think with recruiting, it makes it more obvious that a head coach has such an impact on a team and a program, especially in college football, and Nick Saban has five titles in nine years and six total. I mean, that. Shows you are the best. You are the best at that, whatever sport it is. If you have five and nine titles, that's unbelievable. But how far does management really go in sports, and in other sports as well? Uh, we're going to try to answer that question after a quick break right here that's on awesome. with the Volume. the official mooses mulligan's website i want you to kill every golfer on the course check me if i'm wrong sandy but if i kill all the golfers they're gonna lock me up and throw away the key golfers you're great get not golfers the little brown furry rodents we can do that now here's your host alex streiswick All right, back here on Moose's Mulligans, I'm your host, Alex Dryzek. Here with episode 35, but before we continue, make sure to check us out at facebook.com slash moosesmulligans, twitter.com slash moosesmulligans, and moosesmulligans.weebly.com, that's w-e-e-b-l-y.com. For all the latest news, send in your opinions, answer our poll questions, get involved with the show. We love hearing your opinions here. You got it. So... We're spending episode 35 here talking about how important head coaching really is. I think Nick Saban really showed that. Now, coaches for different sports have different roles, and we know the obvious things with coaches and managers, you know, what they have to do on the field or on the court or on the pitch. Hockey, you have line changes. Football, you have defensive, offensive schemes and play calling. Basketball, you have personnel and schemes and play calling. Baseball, you're managing a bullpen. You're setting a lineup. Uh, pitch hitters, pitch runners. And actually, there's a lot of analytics now, even in the dugout, which is the, the what I'm leaning to. There, there's a lot of new coaching, especially these days. It goes way farther than we ever thought it would. There's analytics, which we see in the front office of baseball a lot. We see it on football. They have their little tablets on the side, and uh, I'm starting to see it in basketball a lot more too actually with certain uh, tendencies players will have. You can see how many times he's driven right versus left. It's pretty crazy. Now, you also factor in how important the minor league systems and player development are coming now. It's more important than ever. You know, G League and honestly college football is like the minor leagues of the NFL and it's very important right now. But what we don't really look at, that I think is super important for coaches, the first thing is practice. <laughs> the things that aren't televised or analyzed, these are these are where it's make or break for these coaches because they have to install a program and they need to find a way to get all their players to succeed in this program. You know, John Wooden had them tie their shoes the first practice. You know, and what it really ties into the first. Topic I want to bring up here really ties into the second topic more in that it's doing the little things right. We always hear that with coaching, but it really does come down to that. Uh, John Wooden said, "You know, it is the little details that are vital. Little things make big things happen." Now, that's that's a good thing to go off of for a team. It's it's the Bill Belichick always always says, "Do your job." You know, you may not be your job may not be to throw a touchdown like Tom Brady, but your job may to be made to be uh, the right guard to block, so Tom Brady has that extra half second, or to run the correct route as a wide receiver to open up another receiver even. It's it's doing your job for the team. And it, it really ties in, you know, the little things. Like, I, I remember hearing an example of military. You know, in the military, one of the first things they do is they teach you how to take... It, this was older, <laughs> but uh, they would... Explain how you take a cigarette out of your pocket and you know you think, oh, I opened the cart. No, the first thing you do is reach your right hand into your right pocket and it, it just breaks it down to the tiniest details. And I've heard coaches using this strategy almost to erase if they didn't kind of like or they don't, that honestly, they, they don't really care what their player's background was in college, what he learned. They want them to know exactly what to do for their system. They teach them the most simple little things, step by step, to almost, it almost, is I call it, like a brain scrubber. It kind of resets them so that they know what little things to base themselves off of for their program. Now, the third thing I think that head coaching kind of gets underrated on is keeping the locker room together. And this, this is a few different ways. Another John Wooden quote was, uh, a coach is someone who can give connection. A oh, correct. <laughs> a coach is someone who can give correction without causing resentment now we can see this as a coach is telling a player how to fix something he's working on and the player doesn't get mad or self-conscious that he thinks the coach thinks he sucks or that he can't do it he the player understands that this is a learning time that can help the team i also think uh we can look at it as Especially in baseball, these teams live together for such a long time. It's such a long season that you have to keep everybody happy at some point. And that's really difficult to do, especially with playing time issues, usage in games. And that's that's where the program, the consistency really comes in and makes such a big difference. Because players that know that they're working together for a bigger end goal usually play better together. Now the more complex that we look... At coaching, the more we start to see the real things that separate a good head coach from a legendary head coach from a bad head coach. So I think a great example of this that gets slept on is Kyle Shanahan. Uh, When he was with the Falcons and Matt Ryan, they made a Super Bowl run. Matt Ryan was an MVP. And then watching Steve Sarkeesian yesterday in Atlanta offense, putting up, I think, 10 points, and it didn't look that crisp they looked kind of just awkward <laughs> Kaboom! and you watch Kyle Shanahan he goes over to the 49ers he gets a quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo who's I I, I mean he's a little different no quarterback's the exact same but he can do things like Matt Ryan and look at how great they're doing now they've got a future it's awesome and he is building around his system and the, you know, the the real guy that builds around his system is Bill Belichick. He builds depth. That's what you really need in this sport, especially football. He, he feels like any player can step in and help. Like, you forget they lost Julian Edelman for the year. You know, they had Jamie Collins at one point as a star linebacker. And it's just, they are so good at working on the little things and so good at knowing what their job is for the team that if someone gets hurt, the next guy can step in and know what his job and his role is going to be. To be successful, I think Joe Madden and I think Terry Francona does a, do a good job of you know they create their lineups and use them to their full potential too. But you know what's what's the you know with Gruden getting ten years I, to me he seems more like uh, I don't know how his system's going to work in Oakland. I, he seems more like an investor in a Las Vegas team to me at this point. But we'll see if he proves me wrong. What's what's the point I'm trying to get at here? These coaches build depth in a consistent system. That's a big word, the consistent system. If anyone gets hurt, the next man can step up and get the job done. They know their player can get the job done because they've worked so hard on the little things. They've worked so hard in practice as a team. And that they trust each other as a team, that things will get done correctly. I think we need to pay more attention to that and respect and realize what a true impact coaching and managing Really has in sports. All right, that's about all the time I'm gonna take from your Sunday today. Thanks for tuning in to Moose's Mulligans. Make sure to check us out again: Facebook.com/slash Moose's Mulligans, Twitter.com/slash Moose's Mulligans, and Moose's Mulligans.weebly.com. Please send in—we love hearing your input—and you guys have done a great job of that. And until next week, remember fairways and greens, no mulligans. I'm your host, Alex Dreisach.